need you is combos. We gon' show you how the world goes. AG's combos. We gon' show you how the world goes. AG's combos. We gon' show you how the world goes. Take a look at the world we living in. It's falling apart. Uh -huh. Put the glass muscle and guns, but don't show hard. So let that be a lesson Speak the truth in the booth, call it confession Chains of oppression, links us together Any stormy weather, red, blue, black or white We can do better It's AD combos, pay attention Make links, break chains, yeah, that's the mission I said, yeah, that's the mission AD's combos, we gon' show you how the world What is up, everybody? Welcome back to AG's Convos. It's me, AG, back in the GB Entertainment Studio with Mr. Kenny Smith. What up, dude? What's happening, bro? Nothing much, brother. How you feeling? I'm all right. I'm, I'm here. That's all I, all I can say. I'm here, baby. Yeah, it's a busy week. Super busy. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting one. We got the uh, the big All Star event. By the time you hear this, we're about halfway through it. It's Sunday morning. It's been fire since Friday. I'm sure every celebrity known to man is in Northeast Ohio right now. So, yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how this this week plays out. Yeah, man. I, I'm I'm. It's a lot of people. It's star power. It's star power in uh, Cleveland right now. Man. Hell yeah. You uh, you're not performing anywhere, are you? Not, not that I know of. I mean, everybody like everywhere with it this weekend. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, it's so many events, so many different things that everybody want me to part. Well, not want me to participate in, but that I can. Yeah. But I, I just been like, you know what? I don't know. I just don't know what I'm going to do and how I'm gonna do it. Right. Uh, right. My nephew got a a birthday party on Friday, and that's earlier in the day. But I mean, about five o'clock. But I definitely got to show up to that because that's just Neff. But at the end Where's of the day, uh, on the west side, it's some kind oh, of, okay. you know what I'm saying, fun place for the kids to run around and jump around or something. I don't, I mm. guess it's one of them type spots. But Scene 57 probably or scene 75? Something where they, uh, she rented out the whole spot though. Like, yeah. So it's yeah. just like, it's just family and him. That's cool. So, I so it's like, a little kid. Yeah, it's, yeah he, only, he turned five. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I told I, I know if I don't show up, he's gonna feel some type of way. Oh yeah, I, I talk to him all the time on Facetime, so I'm like, dude, I know if he say if Uncle Boost don't be there, I'm gonna feel some type of way. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you got to show up. You got to make a scene. <laughs> so I'm gonna come up there and, and holler at him for a minute. But after that, I really don't. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a lot going on. Good. Well, I, I guess that's a good thing. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to a busy weekend. You know, we. Uh, we're trying to give the facilities the uh, that that star power attraction, if yeah. you will. You know, yeah. there's going to be a big push to kind of start labeling this as an event center as much as anything else. So yeah. that should be interesting, man. I'm, uh, you know, I, I had a plan today. We we're supposed to talk to Damien, um, but uh, we postponed that because it's a busy weekend. He's got some extracurricular activities going on right now. So I'm like, yeah, man, don't let me get in the way. You making no money. So, right. you know, one thing that I've come to realize is that as much as we've talked about coming into this space, 
we really haven't talked about what we're doing with it or how we can put it to use. Or, how, or you know what, what I mean? people can come in here and do. Of course, you say studio and everybody be like, oh, well, you're just making music. Yeah, it's or, so oh, you're just bigger. doing podcasts. Right. But nah, it's a lot yeah, going on It's here. a lot bigger than that. So <laughs> I, I figured we'd take a minute, man, and just kind of get people up to speed. Let's talk about GB Entertainment for yeah, once. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? This don't even have to be a long episode, but... I feel like if you don't know what we're talking about, you don't know what we got to work with, then you're kind of missing out on the opportunity to be yeah. a part of something big. You know what yeah. I mean? So we can start by talking about how it came to be. You know what I mean? We uh, we definitely wanted to do something that nobody else was doing. Everybody, it feels like there's like 900 studios in Northeast Ohio. You know what I mean? People got them in their basement. They got them attached to their house. They got them in the warehouse districts. They got them in office buildings. You name it, you're probably within five to ten miles of a studio yeah. in some capacity. But, you know, and maybe I'm wrong with this. Maybe I'm looking at this all wrong. But when I think of a studio, I think of somewhere you go to capture a recording. Right. Right. Then what? You're an artist. If you walked into a studio anywhere in the city and said, hey, I want eight hours of recording, what happens? Uh, you have to, you want eight hours of recording? Um, usually there's a uh, 50% down payment on that recording mm -hmm. on that time slot just so they can lock you in. Mm -hmm. And then once you locked in, um, they really basically like wait for you to basically show up. Now, um, you do uh, have the option to communicate with the engineer and on what the project is and what you would need for that project during the time that you're waiting to get into that slot. Um, and what you, when you say that, you mean like what? Like plugins, equipment? Uh, yeah, I equipment. Need mics, I, I need filters. I, yeah. I'm coming in there to do this. Can you right. accommodate me? And if you, if I say yes, I can accommodate that. Um, basically, y'all communicate and be like, all right, well, I'm bringing this, that, this, that, and the third. Um and I need to be able to hook up all this, this, that. Basically, all the little technical stuff. Right. That's for that person and the engineer to actually sit there and talk about and see if, make sure that you kind of have a plan. Right, right. Um, that's what they teach you in school, plan. So you have to you have to sit there, write down a plan, write down how many people's coming in, write, write down what's going on. So when they come in. How many in, mics you need. Yeah, so when they come in, everything's just a straight flow through you don't right. want it to be one of them things where they just come in and you still setting up most right. of the time you're really supposed to be set up by the time they get there you right. know what i'm saying unless they're bringing their own equipment then of course you got to wait for them to get there before you can set up right but usually they try to get there a little bit early or if they can to set up um right but yeah so eight hours of time you're just basically looking to put down some money and and communicate with the engineer what you're trying to do so over that eight hour period and again i'm just no I, i'm I trying understand. to get it from the horse's mouth you know yeah. what i mean because i have my understanding of it and yeah. you know i don't know that the general public really understands um you know what happens from facility to facility because it's yeah. not always the same situation no, it's not so you go in there you set up you're ready to go you start recording and you got eight hours of time to do whatever needs to be done. Now, from the time you start that eight-hour clock, is it safe to say everything was set up beforehand, or is that part of that eight-hour window? Uh, more as than, far as installing equipment and all of that. I mean, more than likely, if it came from the studio, it was set up beforehand. Sure. If I if I had all everything that you needed here, it was already there. So uh, that's not gonna that shouldn't be part of your time. That should be part of my time. Right. 
I should be ready, planned and set up by the time you get here. So all you have to do is walk in and start recording because every minute of any recording, whether you think so or not, matters. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? You got a lot of artists or a lot of people who come in and they think that you're supposed to come in and listen to the listen to the song for a minute or 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 write your lyrics and that is crucial time that you're paying for right i mean not saying that you can't do that i'm not saying that people can't go to the studio if you got money like that to blow and you feel like you want to go in the studio just to sit down and vibe now i've been in studio sessions where people literally came in there and did nothing for the first they had 4 hours booked and nothing was recorded to the last hour of mm. that session. You know what I'm saying? I've been in those sessions. And, I mean, not saying ain't nothing get done, but three, yeah, of, those, I mean, some three th- of those hours were spent just sitting around. Brainstorming, getting in the Somebody zone. writing the verse somewhere yeah. over here. Uh, somebody writing the verse over there. And you like, um, so we just going to sit in here and just. Well, that, that, that's one of the first things I wanted to talk about. Two things, first off. Um that I think are important to this process. First thing is there has to be a discussion before the recording takes place. Right, exactly. And that's kind of organically a part of the planning process from what you're saying. Uh, so you you have that consultation, as I like to refer to it. You go through the consultation process. You figure out which parts, pieces, elements, equipment you need to have on hand and what they're going to bring in, a number of people, all of the particulars about this particular session. And then they show up to start that recording session. Right. The second thing that I notice is, you know, your time is your time. You got four hours. I don't care if you sit here and have a conversation with me for yeah. four hours. You paying for it, whatever you want it's to do with that time. For it. it sounds to me like for a lot of folks, the studio environment kind of gets their creative juices flowing. And, and sometimes that's what it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they will literally pay that money just to sit in here and vibe. You know right. what I'm saying? Lighting matters. Like, we have dimmer, dimmer lights in here and all that. Tell you, turn the dice down, and they just want to vibe in the studio, put the headphones on. They don't have that space at home. You right. know what I'm saying? But they got it here. Right. So they're like, all right, I know I got four hours. I'm going to spend two of those hours just vibing. And right. then the last two, I'm going to try to put some work in. Right. And that's just how they spend their time. I'm not telling people how to spend their time. I'm just telling them how to get the most out of, the, out of that right, time. Right, though. right, And I'll be wanting them to get a lot out of that time because I know me as an artist, um, I write everything at home. I don't. Yeah. I, I sit and I put my headphones on and I'll vibe out, vibe out that way. Right. But a lot of people like, nah, I got to be in the studio. Away I gotta, from the kids. Away I got to be around my, my people. Right. And I got to have them vibing with me. I got to keep spitting my rhyme or, or keep singing my song to my the person next to me and they telling me that it's good or they giving me advice or right. anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, or they might want that from you because you're the technical yeah. you know, guru. A lot of times uh, as the engineer, you really don't really give your opinion. You just try yeah. to make it sound good. But sometimes they do ask you, yeah. like, what do you think? And right. you're saying, like, you give your honest opinion, but it's not up to you whether it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, you I just give your that, honest right. opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I think this is great, I think. Or I, I, most of the time, I probably wouldn't give you a a, a, a a bad review unless it's just bad, bad. Right, right. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's the mic or it's your lame <laughs> lyrics, but this ain't working, bro. This ain't working. I don't know. I mean, that mic is nice. If, they, if, they, if, 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 it's, if it's bad, because I've been in bad sessions, like, yeah. uh, 
my my guy uh with my guy Mike and he's been in these sessions where the guy is like totally terrible mm-hmm. but he paying for the time so you got to sit there and listen to this terrible music, music that he's right. making you know what I'm saying regardless of what it is <laughs> like and you get all types of music it don't even right. have to be rap it don't even have to be singing like he had this industrial session where okay. it was like this Noise. dude, and he was just screaming like, ah, like, like that. Wow. You know what I'm saying? But that's a part of music, though. Like, oh, it's people who listen to that. Right. And to me, I was listening to it like, how is you gonna mix that, Mike? That's that's not enough. He mixed it. And right. it, it sounded, sounded it sounded the it, way he wanted it to sound the way he wanted it to right. sound you know what I'm saying so all he was doing was just taking pointers like I want this to ha- this to do this this to do that but I was like I don't know how I would sit through that so that brings <laughs> up my next point and that is everybody can't do everything right. you know what I mean you can be an engineer and you can understand this equipment all day long but if yeah. you don't have an ear for the artist yeah. it kind of makes it hard for y'all to vibe off each other yeah so that you know, that's another one of those things that I want to speak on what we're doing to address some of those matters. So, but I don't want to get, I don't want to stray away from the conversation. This right. is the sequence of events that takes place. So, the individual comes in. Now, something else you reference kind of speaks to the nature of the equipment, right. how the equipment really plays into the process. Because there's a lot of parts and pieces that you got to have right. before the artist ever shows up. Right. Yeah, he might come with his go-to guitar or the mic that he started using in high school and he won't use nobody else's whatever pieces he say i gotta have i need my headphones my mic you know my shades my whatever right okay he got all that he brings it in he sets it up you record how does the equipment play a part typically not our equipment but how does the equipment typically play play a part in the execution and the modification of that session um well in order to record anybody, um, you have to know your equipment and what it does. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's there's not uh, the equipment in this in our building uh, can accommodate a lot. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because we kind of set it up that way, where right, right. we can accommodate anything that kind of comes our way. We just gotta, you know what I'm saying? Go through the bumps of actually doing it. Right. Um, but a lot of studios only have like that. Um, um, they probably have a soundproof booth and they got a setup where they got their board and their DAW or uh, digital audio workstation, which is what they call it, um, like Pro Tools and all those other things, Studio One. And you just sit there and you just put it on wax and hopefully everything turns out fine. But um it's a lot that goes into actually having the right things set up for things, though. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, there's, um, we've been having a lot of issues lately with our equipment just because it's so new to us and new to the new to the, the world for real. Because yeah. we're kind of like on the forefront of this board. Yeah, it's the and latest, latest, greatest technology. It's the right? latest one. You know what I'm saying? So everything is new with it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. I don't know how to really use it, but I'm learning with the hiccups that we run into. But luckily, right. we have like a guy who we can call and be like, "Hey, get the guy on the phone." Yeah, manufacturer's <laughs> representative. Get the guy on the phone. He'll right. get us together, and he usually get us together yeah. on the, on our technical things. But um, yeah, it's it, it. The equipment is definitely plays a big part. Your speakers, your um, 
your speakers that you have in your in your studio that plays a part in how you listen back to the tracks and right. how you listen back to the music and uh, your environment. You know what I'm saying? It has to be a controlled environment for it to come out good because um, if we wasn't in this soundproof room like this, we would have a whole bunch of room noise. You know what I'm saying? So say if I was recording and and, and I'm just doing my music, I'm rapping or I'm singing or I'm doing whatever, and this room is not soundproof. Right. Now, mind you, it might come out good, though. Right, right. But as soon as you start adding... Plugins and things that modifications, make, right? To turn the music into what you really wanted to listen to, it modifies not just your vocal, but the room Ambience, noise right. that you heard in the background too. Right. You might not have heard it when you was recording it, but if I put a whole bunch of reverb on a track, that's not just reverbing your voice; that's reverbing the room noise too. Mm. So now. You hear everything that was going on in the room now. All of a sudden, the toilet flushing, and, that, and that's the, the doorbell problem, ringing. right? And that's the problem I have at my home studio because right. I don't have a soundproof area at home. Right. I can make awesome music and awesome podcasts there, but if I was to start processing and adding stuff to it, it's just going to enhance the background noise that I have in my in that area, right? Um, be it whatever is in that room, um, and and it sounds like with that being the case. The right environment makes the engineering process that much easier. It makes it. It makes the engineering process easier, and it makes the person leave out of here with a great product. Right. And hence, why I try to, you know, what I'm saying, I, I don't steer. Everybody. I don't steer people to my house. You know, right, what I'm saying, right. like, I don't want you to come to my house studio. If you want to come to my house studio, I want you to come there to do a rough draft, if anything. Right. But if you want to really put out a project. We ain't gonna come on down to GB Entertainment. It's gonna go. It's gonna sound ten times, a million times as better as what the house sound like. And I, and I think that's you know one of the dilemmas we run into is because there's so many house studios, yeah. And because it's so easy to get into one and just kind of do your thing, get in, get out. And we don't. I guess a lot of the listeners don't have the ear for sound like a lot of the yeah, uh, uh, they tell you that most do. people do not listen when they hear a, a, a song they're not listening for the quality they're just listening because it's a good song right it don't matter about the quality now if the quality really really shitty they're going to hear it but sure. it, it's ways to mask the imperfections in the song but a true engineer will know and somebody who's in the music business will know that that wasn't a good recording right but to the typical ear, people listen to MP3s. MP3s is the most yeah. lossy ever <laughs> file you can ever have Sorry. from the original file. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, the original that came off the computer, once it's turned into that MP3, oh, it's it's definitely ten times, a million times as worse as it was before. And I didn't really appreciate that. When I had Napster, you know what I mean. When I had Napster, when we when we were stealing music right, off the internet, right, right, right. it was a whole different ball game. You yeah. didn't care what it sounded you like. Care. You just wanted to it get the lyrics the and the beat thing that was going. And you wanted to put it on a on a MP3 player because that yeah. was the thing to have. This little bitty device you could walk around with, as opposed to these big bulky CD players, CD Walkmans, Discman, whatever you want to call it. We needed something that allowed us to listen to quality music. And the CD wasn't necessarily worse than the MP3, but the CD only held so many songs. And you had to carry all the CDs with you. And these fold-out brochure-like booklets 
yeah. where you could put a hundred MP3s on one disc and play them all day long. All day long. Or and, put it on the little flash and, drive. And to you, it probably didn't seem like nothing was lost in, there, in yeah. that. By being MP3, like, oh, it's still my song. I still can listen to it. It's still great. Right. But if you was to compare... Right. You listening to it on a CD player, and you listening to it on that MP3 player, you'll be like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, that's, that's a big totally different. <laughs> because that CD had waveforms on it. Yeah, that MP3 player had MP3s on it. Waveforms right. are what you heard in the studio. Right. MP3 is what you just hear because I gave it to you here. Right. I turned it up louder just and, so you can hear it louder. And again, I I really want to make sure that there's a thorough understanding of just how this industry works, you know, because there's a lot of people that know music, they want to get into music, they want to listen to music, but they don't understand why it costs so much, you know, why do studios charge so much more money than other studios? What are, what are they doing that they're not doing? Is this guy really that good? This is enough for my money. You know, this guy's only 35 bucks an hour. This guy's 135 bucks an hour. It don't make sense. But all of these little nuances, these parts and pieces, the acoustic, the room, the environment, the lighting, the equipment, the mixers, the plugins that all plays a picture a big part into the final sound. Now, does it change the fact that this is 99 cents a download? Maybe not. No. You know, but I'm only going to buy the music that sounds good coming out of my stereo. Oh, yeah, you want to hear if 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 I'm a local artist and I say I got a C, a mix a mixtape or a CD coming out or a song coming out, period. Right. And I tell somebody to go listen to that song and it's not recorded in the best light, you kind of losing people. You right. know what I'm saying? Because the they game. like, uh, did you record this in the basement? Or right. did you record this in a closet? Right. It just don't sound right. It you sounded all right in my car, but when I played it at the party, it sounded like crap. Yeah, so, so, it, it didn't, I, I yeah. didn't hear the bass as much as I heard it when I was listening to it in the car. Oh, I don't yeah, understand it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, all that stuff plays a big part in making your listeners stay connected to you. Right. And you, and people wonder, like, you rappers wonder why a lot of rappers be like, ah, oh, he is the most terriblest rapper, but he got so many fans. Right. You know why? Because his production is amazing. Right. It don't matter what he's saying on that track. Nobody cares. That beat right. slap, that every the way his voice come out slap, everything just slap. Right. So they like, I don't care. Right. He can be, uh, he, he ain't got to be talking about nothing, but I know I love this beat. Right. I know the chorus was nice. I don't right. care about nothing else. And it sounded good coming out. It sounded good at the at the club. You yeah. know what I mean? You are not going into Forward or into District or to these high-quality nightclubs with no garbage recordings. No. Because they once they it. turn it up and the speakers start crackling and the voices are too loud or the beats are, are vibrating too hard, it's like the mix is bad. The whole, yeah, the like, whole dude, element I, is bad. It's I can't listen bad. to this. I don't even know what this is. Right. You know so, what I'm saying? So, it makes a difference. Yeah. It definitely makes a difference. So now I got my quality song. I, I went through the planning process. I went through the recording process and a quality environment with quality equipment. Now what? Yeah. So well, now, so now you're gonna mix it. He's gonna sit and wait. This is all within that eight hour period. Yeah, it's right? all. Uh, everything happens while you're sitting there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because when you leave, you want whatever you did pay for, right? Um, and if it was not able to get done by the time you leave, uh, usually, and it happens, people come back and pay for more time. Yeah. Just to work on a song that they were already working on before. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just because they ran out of time when they was there. Like, all right, we can come back to it. 
you can book some more time. Because studio sessions, if it's eight hours, once that eight hours is up, engineers be like, uh, it's over with. You know right. what I'm saying? Because um, especially if it's an eight-hour session, because that's right. just a long session. Yeah, that means that you're literally that's a whole day. sitting in a chair for eight hours. I mean, you got your, your breaks, your 15s here and everything else, but you still been sitting somewhere for eight right, hours. Right, Um, But uh, you just have to... You have to plan that. You have to plan it out. How your your music has to uh, reflect the person that you are. Your music has to. Um, you have to walk through each and every step and every process. Right. Um, and with our studio, we kind of we got like a niche. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's not just recording. Like, you have a person that can actually walk you through the process before you even get in the studio. Well, we get into that. Yeah. But I, I'm trying to set the, the expectation the right, the for expectation. the for a standard studio. Yeah, standard. Yeah. So now you're through with your eight hours. It's done. Your final mix is on this computer. What do you do? Now everything is done. I, I, will, I render that. I bounce that out, which is, means that I put it to the format, which is uh, waveform and mp3 form mm -hmm. so you get both and i send it to you um yeah, typically this is how it would work yeah typically i'll send you that finished product like boom this is your finished product and how do you send it uh we transfer usually some uh, kind of some kind of streaming some type cloud-based service because it's a big file well wave files are big like mp3s i can i could just put it, send you an email but yeah. if i'm sending you the wave file which is the file what you're paying for, right? Which is the file that you really, really want because if you were getting it mastered after me, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like I mixed it and you like the mix. Now you want to get it mastered. That waveform is what you would take to your. Can you explain to the listeners the difference master. between mixing and mastering? So mastering mess uh, typically deals with frequencies in mm -hmm. your song. So it's not really mixing no more. The, the person who mastered and I don't have a, a single clue of how to master that's yeah. why a lot we of are, we had other and, people a, and a lot of studios usually send that type of stuff off to get done because it's a lot it's a, it's a whole extra step but it's a it's a lot in that extra step because that person has an ear to hear frequencies mm -hmm. and turn things up where things need to be you know what I'm saying tweaked you know sure. what I'm saying and bring out that mix even more. You know what I'm saying? Even, I mean, if it's a great mix, it's a great mix. But the master turns everything up to another level. You know what I'm saying? So, so just so we clear, because I didn't ask this question earlier, so I apologize. When you mix in something, you're basically taking the multiple elements and turning it into a single recording. Yeah, when you're mixing, no, when you're mixing something, you, you're taking everything that that person has done mm -hmm. on track, and you're blending it. Yeah. Balancing it out. Balancing right. it and making it sound where if if they came in with a beat, usually they come with a beat and that beat is tracked out. It's not on one line like a lot of the beats that some people might bring in. Sometimes they bring in tracked out beats. So now right. you got access to that hi-hat, that bass, that you say you got all oh, these different elements yeah. of the beat that you can kind of turn up and turn down and play with and do things to. And mix it with the vocals. So right, basically, right. all that stuff just comes hand in hand, and everything sits in its own little pocket. And you have to. Everybody mix differently. There's right. no. There's no one way to mix. Right. Some people mix one way. Some people mix another way. Which is why the engineer is such an intricate part yeah, of the recording because process. If, because if, he has if his If you own got way. a good engineer, he hears 
what he hears and he takes it there. You're there to kind of guide him to how you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And he's just supposed to be able to like do exactly what you say. Basically, I work for you, you work for the artist. So right. the artist want to hear this. All right, I can do this. But you still putting your little umph on to it. Like right. it's me too. But I want you to be as much a part of this process as is but a lot of people trust their engineer to the point where they'll just make the song and walk away. Walk away, yeah. <laughs> they be like, I know you're gonna do your thing on it, just go ahead. Right. I mean, you know, <laughs> if you if you got a DJ Khaled or somebody, you know, that's, yeah. that's that does their thing every single time. Yeah, they they get just on the be mic. like, I, I I put my rap down. I like my vocals. Pharrell did this. I'm walk- yeah, I can go to sleep. Right? I'm walking. This, I'm walking away from this. Right. I, whatever he. When I wake up, this is going to be an awesome song. Right. <laughs> so okay. So now you got this file that's been mixed. You, it's been sent to you in this cloud-based format. So you can take it to somebody else, or we can identify your engineer, your whoever your um, studio base is they can identify somebody to master it for you. Right. So you spend the extra, whatever it costs, which is sig- mastering is significantly more than mixing. Yeah. So now that you've got it mixed, you've got it mastered, you've got your fi- finished file. Now what? You take that finished file and as an artist, what do you do with as, that finished as, file? As an artist, uh, and what I do, I once that file is finished and done with. I take that file and I go find where I can upload it to all platforms to distribute it. Right. So uh, there's a million ways to upload to all platforms. There's so many ways out there. Google them. I'm not even about but, to go through. Yeah. Well, and that's not what, what I guess. What I'm asking, <laughs> what I'm what I'm trying to get out there is, from that point forward, you got to figure out what to do with this finished product. Yeah. It's it's up to you what happens to that finished product. Yeah. Now you can stick it in your drawer and listen to it whenever you feel like it. Yeah. Or you can try to pitch it to or send or it as a demo it on tape somewhere. A right. lot of, well, back in the day, they used to just put it on CDs and 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 walk around on the streets and, and try to right. try to get a dollar or five dollars for a mixtape and be like, uh, I just I'm trying to sell my mixtape and that I mean that's cool, but um, that way has kind of. I ain't gonna say it died to the wayside, yeah. but it's like it's hard to get somebody on the streets to kind of buy into your music. Um, right. You will get a few people that might be like, "I'm just supporting you." You know what I'm right, saying? Right. I'll buy that. You know what I'm saying? But if you're good, you're good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They gonna come looking for you if you're good. And there's very few, you know, um, I don't want to say cars, but anything. Very few spaces now that have old school CDs as their norm. Yeah. You know, your car is probably gonna have one. Because most cars came with them. But now everything is Bluetooth connected, yeah. MP3 or, or plug connected. You just use an auxiliary club, port, uh, excuse me, an auxiliary port, plug it into your device, your iPhone, your tablet, whatever, yeah. or you just Bluetooth connected. It syncs automatically, or you're just downloading it from some streaming service directly to your satellite radio and you mm-hmm. press play and you go. So the point being, you know, it takes a lot of effort to create a single track. Yeah. And as an artist, without some kind of a game plan, you kind of have to figure it out. You and know? that's and that's really the problem nowadays. A lot of these artists don't have a game plan. Yeah. The first thing they think is, I just need to get to a studio. Right. If I can get to a studio, whatever kind of studio it is. And I remember my days when I first started. Yeah. Whatever type of studio it is, I'm just trying to get there and put this, whatever I wrote on paper, down on track. I know I could put it on track. 
Now, how it's going to sound is depending on the person that's recording you and the place you went. Right. A lot of a lot of people, a lot of artists get deterred by pricing, you know what right. I'm saying? Because they feel like, oh, that's just out of my price range or that's just too much money. But if you paying a lot of money, best believe you're getting a great product. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never seen a studio that charged a whole bunch of money that you didn't get a great product out of. Right, right. I've seen so many. St- I've been to a whole bunch of them. But I'm just saying, like, some you get of them, what you pay for. Some of them are very, very pricey out of my price range. And I can yeah. pay for a lot of shit. But right. I, it, it's like, nah, I'm not paying that much to go and sit in nobody's studio and record. Right. I can get it for cheaper over here and still get a good product. Right. But. It's it's just all about you're, you're sacrificing something. You're sacrificing something. Your right. your ambiance, your freedoms to do what you want to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? While you're at the studio, because once you get into them high prices, a lot of the things that you want to do, you can't do. Yeah, you can't be in there doing the most. Right. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. We're not even going. <laughs> yeah, it just can't be in there doing the most. Right. Right. So that's that's your typical setup. So what makes GB Entertainment different? You know. One of the things that we wanted to make sure of was that we were at least meeting the expectation of a studio. So the parts, the pieces, the resources, the equipment, the the pre-planning, the setup, the equipment, the recording, the mixing, an option for mastering, and the uploading. All of that is good. So what makes it different? Well, we build our entire business around the artist, around the individual that's creating the creative content. And I only say that because the fact of the matter is, it's not just about music. People are recording podcasts. People are recording webcasts. People are recording YouTube channels. People are recording OnlyFan clips. People are recording book readings, uh, voiceovers, you name it. You know, so to say that this is only for an artist, advertising, to me, that's pigeonholing yourself. Oh, yeah. And it's making you compete with everybody else out there yeah, because usually that's the easiest way easiest thing that you can go out there and find is how to record music right but nobody thinks to go on there and be like how to record a podcast or how to record a voiceover or right. what do i need what type of environment do i have to be in to even record a voiceover because podcasting and voiceovers and things like that re- requires you to be in a controlled setting very very much especially if you're talking about like an audio book yeah because you know, nobody just wants has to, to be hear background noise. Quiet. Yeah. It can't be no nothing. Right. I just want to hear the book. Or I yeah. want to and the person has to be able to speak, you know, clearly, enunciate words. Uh the last thing you need is background noise. Yeah. You know, I don't want to hear the train that just went by the building yeah. or whatever the situation is. So, you know, it's a little bit more intense of an environment. Yeah. That I you had have to, to I had to do a book one time at work. Um they paid me mm-hmm. with my time. Like, I would go to work, and then she'd be like, well, if you don't have nothing to do and you're done with all your work, you can just, uh, can you, you can leave work, go home to your studio, because they knew I had a music studio. And it's like, we want you to read this book, which was a handbook for the veterans. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, read it. And they're like, yeah, we just want to record it, because, you know, our veterans can't see, but they can hear. Right. So why not give them a recording of this book so they don't have to wonder. They can just listen to it. Right. And I'm like, oh, that's smart. Dude, I can't tell you the last time. I've had enough time to just sit and read a book. But I'm always in a car. 
So my Audible oh, your library audio, yeah. is like book heavy, you yeah. know what I mean? Because I want to get the content. I just don't have the time to just sit and read it, mm-hmm. you know. And to me, there is a difference. There's an intimacy with reading versus listening to a book. But for me, I'm a conversationalist. Yeah. So I can talk to the reader, so to speak. Not necessarily out loud. I'm not walking, you know. Pretending like there's somebody in the car, but I can, yeah. I can because kind of you, conversate you, when you're the reading, your mind is working. Yeah, when you're listening, your mind is working too, but your mouth is still working. Yeah. Like I can't talk and read at the same time. Right, it's not gonna happen. Right, but if I'm listening, I can talk and listen at the same exactly. time. I can literally listen to. I've I've read six books audio wise, um, and I'm not a reader at all. Yeah, but once I found once my girl got me hip to audio books, it was like. Uh, this, this is, the way. is the thing. Yeah, and then the the audio books give you so much of the feeling of that, like right. a TD Jakes book right. audio. Right. Oh, that's you can so hear inspiring. you can hear the emotion. It's like listening to him talk, and you at church, and you like, oh my god, preach, brother. <laughs> it's, it's it's the difference between a voicemail <laughs> and a text message. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? I can read it, and I could take whatever emotion I get out of it, and nine times out of ten, I'm off. You, you know what right. I mean? It ain't even what it oh, is. Man, he sound angry, and then you hear him say it. It's like, oh, well, it he wasn't even wasn't he was bad. he was yeah. actually joking. Right, <laughs> right. That was a, that was a, a punchline, and I didn't catch it. You know, so and that's the reason why a lot of I get you know hashed a lot because I'm quick to pick up the phone and make a phone call yeah why didn't you just text me because how would you read that you know what I mean yeah. Yeah. I wasn't even in a good mood when I did it I was calling you to get in a better mood but if I had texted <laughs> in a bad mood you might have read that like man he's pissed off, he pissed off. I don't want to respond <laughs> you know what I mean so there is an intimacy with vocals that you don't get with reading. Yeah, it's, it's that you have to so more. A little bit. It's just so much more um, detailed right. when you're listening to a book rather than reading. Now, mind you, reading a book like I've read, like uh, I've read Hunger Games, mm-hmm. and when I read Hunger Games, I read, I literally read that book, and it was a great book. I guess reading gives you an imagination. Yeah. It, it, it allows it, it you to go. It into yeah. your real psyche. Like, right. you really like going to them places when you're reading. Because you have to create the environment in which these words were created. Yeah. Or, or manifested or, yeah. or proposed, if you will. But when you're listening to somebody say it, because you have that influx of voice and emotion, you kind of... You kind of connect with the yeah, reader. You just put yourself there. Like, all right, yeah. I connect. I'm putting myself there. That's great. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I and, understand it as it was meant to yeah. be presented. But in a book, it's like I can create how it's meant to be presented. Yeah. And that's when it becomes real important that you be connected and to the And even with uh, um, another part of the studio is um, video, like vlogs. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Those things play a different emotional part in seeing and your uh especially for learning processes mm-hmm. because I, I usually watch videos. Videos is for my learning process. Like right. if I need to know something about some equipment, I'll watch the video. Right. I need and to I'll, see it in And action. I'll literally see what's going on as they're talking and I get to kind of be like, I can go along and press things with it if I'm sitting in front Follow of along, my right. studio and it's like, oh, I get it now. Right. But if that was in a book, an yeah. audio book or a regular book, I probably wouldn't understand it. And you're kind of touching on what I was somewhat alluding to is that there are different forms of 
communication for right. a reason because there's different ways that we interact with them. And most studios can't give you all of these elements. They might be able to give you the vocals. They might be able to tweak it a little bit. But you might have to go somewhere else yeah, to put to a video it. to that. I'm sending it off. Or right. I give it to you. Now, from this process, I suggest that you go to this person. Right. And he'll make it sound even better. Or a lot of times, people go to one place. They'll pay that little cheap price and go to that place, get it done, mm -hmm. and then end up going to another place and paying to do it all over again because that place didn't give them what they what they thought they was going to get exactly. because of the price that they paid. Right. Now you going you didn't double paid because you paid them the cheap price and now you going to the bigger studio to pay a higher price but you're going to get what you want when you could have just did that in the first place. Right. And you, sometimes you live and learn, sometimes yeah. you you're you're balling on the budget to begin yeah, with. You're just so. balling, you just like I'm just going to do it in both both spots. Right. Well, I mean, but some people don't have the budget to go to the first spot, but no. now it's like that was a waste of money. Yeah. You know, so I got to go where I should have went first. And there's second. no guarantee that people will listen to it. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, there's no guarantee that that you paid all that money to make that production, and then all of a sudden you put it up on the platforms and it does nothing. Right. Which is the which is a big part of your planning when you're trying to release music. And that's where we get back into what makes GB Entertainment different. Yeah. Audio, video, we can literally supplement every platform that you're trying to get your product out on but not only that not only do we have the studios to do the audio the studios to do the video the studios to do the photography the back whatever we can create whatever scene you want we also have this planning stage because with the consulting and coaching business that i that i own and manage right you know, we're not going to just come in, let's talk about what equipment you need, let's record it, let's put it out there and see what happens. I sit down with these individuals and I'm kind of exploring their thought process. Right. I'm basically forcing them to look in the mirror and say, why are you doing this? And what do you hope to get out of it? How do you feel that recording these things are going to create that result? And then you give me the input that I need to make sure we build the right plan around, around your you. intentions. Right. Exactly. Not around my product, not around your engineering, not around the sound quality of our equipment. But what are you trying to do with all of this? Right. You know what I mean? It's like it's like creating a painting, yeah. you know, out of emotion. And then just going to work. You know what I mean? Okay. What was the point of making the painting? Well, I just wanted to get it off my chest. Okay. So then you had no intention of monetizing that process. No, no. I just it was just an expression. Okay, and great. And people can do that. Some people do that. Yeah. They'll be like, but I your don't average, want nothing out of this. I right. just like to do this. But your average artist with some aspirations, they want to become something. So they go through the exact same product process as that person. And it's like, okay, well, what did you want to do with this? Well, I want to become rich and famous. Okay, well, how do you plan on doing it? What tools do you have in place to make that happen? So you know, the, the, the great part about, you know, uh, GC Executive Coaching and Consulting, we make we make the plan around the content before you create it. Mm -hmm. Because what I've come to learn in my life of sales and my life of leadership and my life of management and even as a parent, if you don't act with intention, then you're probably going to waste a lot of time. And if you don't know what that intention is before you start the process— then it's going to take too long before you figure it out. Mm -hmm. And by now, 
what you thought you should have been doing or what you've already done is probably taking you in the wrong direction. Exactly. Oh, I really thought I was going to put this on the radio, but now I realize I want to put it on the, you know, on satellite radio. Well, it's a whole different marketing plan now. You know, it's a whole different upload process. It's a whole different networking process. So we go through all of those steps before the process starts. Nobody even heard what you had to offer. It's just like, uh, Let's let's get this plan together first. Right. And then once you get into the studio, you kind of feel I think you will feel a little bit better about what you're doing, knowing that you had that conversation. Yeah. You know what you're you know, you know how to spend your time. Yeah. You know, I know I need to write before I get here, because while I'm here, I need to do these elements. Mm-hmm. And I know that once I do these elements, I know exactly where I'm going to put this video. I know exactly who I'm going to send this audio to because we've already identified my targets for this content. I know which DJs I want to play it. I know which kind of clubs I want to put it in. I know which kind of radio stations I want to have it on. I know which kind of commercials or which networks I want to try to send it to because I know who my target market is. I know who my um, my support system is. I know which resources the studio has available to me to turn around and make it happen. But it's not just about the content. It's mm-hmm. about the marketing of the content. Well, do you have a website? Do you need a website? You know, you, you're coming in here talking. What do you need? A web, you asking for a website. What do you plan on doing with it? Right. You, merchandise. Have you created the merchandise? Do you have a logo? We do all of that from yeah. top to bottom. Yeah. So by the time you are starting to record and do the hard work, because to me, the hard work is creating something yeah. people want. Yeah. It's easy to put it out there mm-hmm. once you know who to give it to. Yeah. But you got to create the 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 foundation of your business model before if it's a business if it's just a hobby record away you know what i mean have fun whatever the situation is but if it's a business model you don't approach it like a hobby yeah. you build a plan around you it you build you definitely build a plan around it you you get that stuff out there once cuz once you release that's it, it it's 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 like a a um it's like flooding the market. You have mm-hmm. to you have to get in there and kind of be like a bull in there. Like you have to get in it's so much in there. Yeah. Already. Right. So you're basically telling me that you're gonna get in here and stand are you gonna stand around with the other people that's in this room when you get in there? Out. Right. Or are you gonna go in there and knock everybody out the way and say, I'm in here. You know what I'm saying? Right. And this is my time now and I'm gonna show y'all why it's my time. Right. And if you come in there correct it's not too much that you you won't get out of it. Right. The, the people that you want to notice you will notice you because everybody don't matter. Right. I mean, you will have people who listen to your music, but it's not about your neighborhood listening to your music. It's not, not about all. your your neighborhood watching your videos. It's not about none of that or your friends. You don't. Nobody cares about those people. It's a big broad world out here. Mm-hmm. Other countries listening to what we have to offer and america is one of uh is one of the places where uh, a lot of countries get their music from right and uh, and their content right and they try to mimic the same thing in their countries it's real easy to go global in america man you just gotta know who you know and if you get around the right people they'll just set you in those places like oh that's what you want to do right all right now mind you it might cost you Oh, yes. But, nothing's free. But <laughs> that's the investment that you make in yourself. And that is the key right yeah. there. That is the part. That is the comment that I made to everybody walking through this door. 
when they say, well, how much is this going to cost me? And I, the first thing I'll ask them is, how much are you worth to yourself? Right. So what do you mean by that? How much are you willing to pay to make sure you get what you're trying to get out of your life? Well, you know, I guess whatever it takes, then it's going to cost whatever it takes. Man, whatever it takes. Because if you say, you know, I'm only worth 50 bucks an hour, <laughs> then no, that's fine. Because yeah. I'll tell you all day long, I'll work around your budget, yeah. but you're only going to get what you pay for. Yeah. You know what I mean? If somebody say, look, I got 500 bucks, what can I get? Not much. Yeah. Let's but I'll give you $500 worth of excellent quality material. Yeah. And, and that's and, all And I you'll can do work for with you. what you have. You know what I mean? But I think of this process, I think of every element of this process like a team effort, mm-hmm. where the artist is the core, the center of the team. He is the team leader. And he is basically acting in a way that's meant to make him a better version of himself. So. Think of it like college. Think of it like a tuition. Think of it like a course that you're paying for because you're ultimately improving yourself through this process. You're making yourself a better business person. You're making yourself a more fluid artist. You're making yourself a more approachable or more visible version of yourself. And the quality that you're working with is going to surpass much of what you would have accomplished on your own. Right. So what is that worth to you? Are you, is there any guarantees? I can guarantee you that the effort you make is going to turn out the best version of that product. Oh, yeah. I can't guarantee you who's going to listen to it because you sound like Bubba the, you know what I mean? Right. The, the The goofball. But that's your content. You believe in it. I believe in you. So if you feel like you can make that work, I'm going to show you how to put it to work. Yeah. And, and it's not always about, um, everybody around you accepting what you're doing as what it is and the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, you know we know firsthand that's not always the case. We I can't I can't just because I heard your song and you expect me to like it just because I heard a song. Right. I might not have liked that. But what does my opinion count? Well and the other part of the business discussion, because the other part of it is when you're talking about coaching. It becomes an ongoing process. So we'll sit down through the process and say, okay, let's build this visual. Let's build this goal. Okay. Now let's put that goal, let's put those steps into effect. Somewhere along the way, for and I say this all the time, for every answer you come up with to a problem, you mm-hmm. create a new question. Exactly. So now you got to find a new answer to that question, which will create a new question. So you want to maintain that relationship. All right, look, you know, I didn't know how I was going to do this, but I picked the right logo. I got the right website. The recording sounds great. But now I got to figure out, you know, which platform is the right platform. Well, let's work through that. And you pick the right platform. It was it was satellite radio, not streaming. So that worked perfectly for what I was trying to do. Now I got to figure out how to go from satellite radio to television mm-hmm. right or how to how to add the video element because now that i went satellite and i didn't go with the website i got different okay well maybe we put your video on the website maybe we put it on youtube maybe we put it on only fans right because now i got to start monetizing some of this stuff yeah so we build a plan based on what you're trying to accomplish and every answer creates a new question yeah and that's what we do through the coaching process it's an ongoing situation we can we can have a one-year coaching agreement, we can have a six-month coaching agreement, or we can have an endless coaching agreement that you stop whenever you feel like right. it. But the point being, 
you're constantly trying to better yourself. Yeah, and you get into as long as you're moving forward. Right. Um, I think that's the biggest part because um, being an artist is, is uh, in any genre or anything. It's kind of hard to. Um, it's put, lonely. It, it, it's it's hard to put everything like like you think you got it all figured out. And then all of a sudden you're at a standstill. Right. And to have someone to be like, all right, you're at a standstill. What what we need what what's the next step we need to take? What right. is what is the next things we need to do? Now mind you, those things might be out of your reach at the time. Right. But we can work towards it. Now you got something to work to reach. Yeah. Now you got a target to hit. Yeah. Right. I mean, people 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 tend to think bigger than what once you get this whole concept in your mind as a as a person who is a creator of things mm-hmm. you you tend to think on the biggest level possible right. i want to be the next jay-z i want right. to be the next whatever you know what i'm saying you just think on the biggest level possible but you don't understand how it how much it took for them to get there right. you know what i'm saying how many rooms they had to sit in and hear the word no you right. know what i'm saying like that's that's a hard thing to hear i didn't hear no so many times right. but i'm still working towards this whole little thing i've never stopped and you know what it reminds me of of all things is parenting yeah Thought I was gonna say Tupac. Baby. <laughs> I, I put that everything. If you would have said Tupac. I'd be like, Denise, get it, go get it. It really reminds me of parenting because, as parents, we are former children who learn through consequences, who learn through experience, and it's like, all right, we have these jewels, right? You know, we can talk to the Jay Zs or listen to them on video. These gold casts and these. Um, um, what they call them, the um, master classes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you the mistakes that I made when I was your age so you don't make them again. And a lot of people don't pay for this stuff. This right. is like invaluable knowledge. Mm-hmm. I want to become where this guy is. Well, this guy has literally put out an entire manual about how he got there. How, long, how many times have you listened to it? I'm not paying $25 for that. So you won't pay $25 to avoid two years of mistakes that he made you're an idiot you know what i mean as your coach first thing i'm going down the same road you're you're trying to get to where he's at (laughs) and he's telling you how he got there he's telling you every bump in the road you're going to run into but you don't want to pay the 25 dollars to listen to him tell you now mind you a a lot of times the the process changes and we understand that so you'd be like well that was that was when you was coming up that you had to go through all that but it ain't like that no more Dude, if you take shortcuts, you're not going to get what you want to get out of it. But not only that, there's fundamentals. Yeah. And there's things that you have to do, yeah. To business. There's fundamentals to accomplishing goals. I don't care who you are. You have to have a bank account in order to save money. Mm -hmm. Oh, we don't have to do that no more. We can do cryptocurrency. We can do this. We can do that. Okay. Go open a cryptocurrency account. What's the first thing they're going to ask you? Mm. What's your bank account that you yeah. want to move your money to or move your money out of into the crypto account? Mm-hmm. There's certain basics. There's certain fundamentals that you have to have in place. You just have to have them in place. And sometimes people say, well, let me try this new thing instead of going about it this way because my credit's messed up or because of this or because of that. You don't want to start this process with bad credit. So let's yeah. fix your credit first. Yeah. Let's figure out how to make sure that once you start earning this money, somebody else ain't taking it from yeah. you. Yeah, because, because of these the first thing they're gonna do checks. 
They'll be like, oh, you making money now? Oh, right. we garnishing you. Right. Child support <laughs> been looking for you for 12 years. You know what I mean? Let's uh, fix all of that all first. Your past, all your past things that you've ever been into is going to pop up if you get some money in your pocket. <laughs> and the last thing that I'll add to this as it relates to that, um, because, you know, I think the first question that I get a lot of times is, dude, you're basically telling me that you can lay out this whole roadmap. You're one guy. How are you doing this? Well, for one, I have an engineer that's a partner. Yeah. So I handle the business consulting, coaching side of it. You handle the engineering, recording, mixing side of it. Mm -hmm. That is what makes us different. We bring both of those elements into one organization. One organization. But exactly. in no way are we the only two people that's oh, no. doing all this stuff. Oh, I have no. an entire network of people. And that's the key. You see, you heard the word network? Because right. people don't people think that you think you can be an artist and be uh, antisocial. Right. You can't do <laughs> right. that. Right. There's no artist out here. I don't care how much they rap about. They don't mess with nobody. They mess with a lot of people. They got to. And because you have to put yourself in those rooms in order to keep moving forward. Right. Now, mind you, there's other artists out there or other people out there that's doing better than you are. Right. Don't think that you need to be in competition with those people right link with those people those people can push you to another level whether you're better than them or not you know what i'm saying because they might have an audience that you don't have and as soon as you tap into the audience they like oh i like listening to him better than i like listening to him which is no this order i like to listen to both you know what i'm saying but well, you have to network and that's you know it's funny you say that because i think about that uh, New Year's Eve episode. Yeah. And the competitive environment that is the music business. Yeah. Every man for himself. I got to be the greatest rapper alive. The greatest I got to be. No, you don't. That cocky attitude will get you canceled quick. Especially it, it, if you're nobody already. Right. Like at the beginning of your career and you already saying, I'm the best at this. You have to put, you have to stand on that. Right. And in order to stand on that, you have to have a lot of uh, validation from a lot of people who can say, yeah, I think he's one of the best. I mean, because if nothing else, it's this network that's going to get you the exposure. Yeah. Now, you know, the one thing a lot of people hate Kanye West. He came oh, out I the gate saying, I'm the best there is. And he's manifested that. I've, I've, I've seen his career, and I've seen him actually blossom into exactly... What he said he was going to be. What everybody said he was not going to be. Right. Even even his, his mentor, Jay-Z, told him, no, don't rap, just keep making beats. Right. And he did not listen to that guy. Right. But at the end of the day, he sat there and was like, I'm going to put my all into whatever I got. And that's what I'm getting at. People don't realize how much work he's put into becoming who he is. And he didn't do it by himself. No. He created the opportunity by himself. You know, he was working in an apartment in Chicago, basically grinding for 20 hours straight yeah. to make a beat sound right, to get his name out there, to get his voice out there. And that was all the networking process. That was he, the networking he process, exactly. He networked exactly. his ass all the way to the point where he knew everybody he literally needed to know to make himself great. Right. And then once he started to put those pieces to work, and those pieces started to really praise his effort. And if nothing else, they praise his work ethic. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, 
it ain't the greatest that I've ever heard, but man, this dude will not give up. And some people are inspired by that. You know what I mean? But he still, those were the people that went to him and said, all right, listen, we see what you're doing. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Let me get you in front of this person. Let me get you in front of Jimmy Iovine. Let me get you in front of Jay-Z. And you said the right word, inspired. Inspiration. That's what music is supposed to be. It's supposed to be inspiration since the beginning of time. People listen to music for inspiration to do whatever. Which means two artists can basically be chasing the same dream. It's a lot of money out here. Ain't no, there's not a single human on this planet that's going to listen to one artist and one artist only and avoid everybody else and if there was guaranteed it ain't you no i don't care who you are i don't care if you're jay-z i don't care if you're eminem there's nobody that will say i will listen to eminem and nobody else no i can't because it doesn't make sense that's that's not how the world works that's not how the brain works that's not even how our emotions work you can't just love your mother and Mm -hmm. nobody else yeah and that, I, I know as an artist, when I sit down and I write, if I don't have the inspiration, like if I haven't been listening to get good music lately, right? my music is going to turn out shitty because now I'm just depending on my mind just to work right. in the way it's supposed to work. And I my inspiration was the Jay-Z's and the Lil Wayne's because I will hear their music and instantly be like, I got to get to the studio. Right. Or, or if I watched a basketball game, I instantly was like, oh, y'all want to go hoop? Right. I feel inspired to hoop today. That was a good game. When I saw that crossover, Uh, I knew I could do it. Now I got to go practice. Come on, y'all, let's get out here. Let's go hoop. You know what I'm saying? All that stuff inspires you. You know what I'm saying? So if you're not getting that content in your head, you ain't going to be inspired to be great. You're just going to be inspired to just be you and the you that you think you are. And hopefully people will listen to you. Exactly. But that's... That's far fetched, though. If you don't have the inspiration, you gotta have the inspiration, and you gotta have the network. You gotta have the parts and pieces that can take what you're trying to do and put those things into action. Yeah. So that's why, on the coaching and consulting side, I work with so many people. That's why there are multiple engineers, there are multiple DJs, there are multiple producers. Every beat can't sound the same because every artist don't sound the same. You know, can you may not pick up the acoustic or the the frequencies of this person's voice right. you can make it sound good enough but the next guy might be like oh no i here try this I, I tweak try this. and listen this, and this tell me what you right think. here is like oh yeah you're you taking at? this account bro you you got it you yeah. feel it in a way yeah. that i didn't feel it you see it you know and i said this before even with the photographers you know if you got an eye for street art or if you got an eye for like the urban appeal and a country music singer coming here with you know in his pickup truck and he's like, look, I live on a farm. Everything about me has to say country, has to say farm, has to say rural. And you like, I've never even been outside of the city. I don't know what life is like without a street light and black paved roads. Yeah. You're probably not the right photographer for right. this guy. You shouldn't even be trying to pitch right. to that guy. <laughs> and that's why I'm constantly looking for um, supporting cast. Yeah. So I, I'm going to put it out there again. You know, anybody who feels like they have these elements, photography, videography, engineering, mixing, mastering, production, beat make, any of it, you know, 
I need as many bodies as humanly yeah. possible. Graphic designers, web we designers. <laughs> we can't. You know what I mean? There's, we got opportunities no coming, and we got to be able to give these people what they and want. And nobody in the, in the industry fashion. does it by themselves. Actually, right. they all sit in a big old room like something like this, and right. they all, it's probably like three producers and uh, three engineers, and there's just a whole bunch of people in there, and they're all like just putting their minds together trying right. to figure it out. And it's it's such a great thing to watch, right? Because you see these great minds storming, um, storming each and and brainstorming, brainstorming with, with each day. other. Like, right. oh, I hear it like this, bro, and you'd be like, oh, that does sound good, right? And nobody's really telling nobody not to do something. Even right. with the beats, it's like, all right, I hear this in the beat. All right, right. do let it. Let me they, hear the lyric. Let me let let my producer here hear your lyric, and let me find a pattern that makes sense yeah. to that lyric. And then, you know, here come Pharrell, like, I got one. And then here come, um, I don't know, somebody else. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre, like, nah, right bro, you didn't hear like, this? Listen. I'm hearing this. Let's put this track to it. And then the artist is sitting there, and he plays this one. That sounds fire. He plays this one. That sounds amazing. I like that one. We're going to put that one on the remix. Yeah. Done deal. You and, know what I mean? And at the end of the day, back in the day, when, when there used to be, like, CDs and tapes, mm -hmm. Them things used to come with big books. Oh, yeah. And what was in those books? A whole bunch of names. Contributors. All day people long. People who were contributing to either one song or the whole album. Right. And it's like, if you had people, if you was a music head, you read those things. All day. And you knew who those people were inside that. Like, dang, he was on every song. Like, I, I seen his name on every credit. And right. it's like, dude, or these three people were really significant to this album. You know what right. I'm saying? Or these, this group of people was on all the... No, it was never one person talking about some, yeah, uh, PCB Studios recorded everything and did it all by itself. Yeah, never. <laughs> you ain't gonna never see that. And we, I mean, we still hear it now. We, we hear it right now. Every time, now these artists got the... They taglines, yeah. right? We we the best. You yeah. know that's DJ Kelly. You know that's the Kelly. Right? We got London on the track. That's literally his yeah. name. London on the track. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? All all of them got something. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and that's, that's their that's, tagline. That's their tagline to let you know, like, because I'm the book the, isn't there anymore. Is what I'm saying. I'm 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 the executive producer on here. Right. But it's way more than just me. Like right. I presented this thing. Right. But it's not just me, because if right. it was just me, then a lot then of it's stuff my won't... project, yeah, not your project, yeah. Because you see that too, and that's the thing about Khaled. That's the thing I love about DJ Khaled. Mm -hmm. His his projects are his projects. Yeah, I'm a, instead of me being on all these artist tracks, I'm gonna do all these tracks for these artists, and I'm gonna make it my CD. Yeah, and it'll just be me. It's my it's my project, and I did this track with this guy. I did this track with this guy. I did this track with these three. And that that last one he put out, I mean, it was like, man, this dude really knows everybody. Oh, no, he's, but he's not giving them credit for his work. He's paying them to shine on his work. Oh yeah, he like, dude, I need you on this album. I got I got the budget. Don't worry right. about it. I just need you. I just need your verse. I want you to be on this song with such and such. And right. that's what Khaled does. He puts artists on tracks together that you would never think that would be together because that's how he hears it. So he like. Oh, I hear such and such on the track with you. Like, I was watching a video and it was um, DJ Khaled was letting Diddy listen to a song mm -hmm. off his album before mm -hmm. it released. Mm -hmm. It was the uh, um, 
Lil Baby and Lil Dirk, but he letting them listen to it. So, of course, Diddy's sitting there, he bopping his head to Baby Park. He right. like, oh, this is hard. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, DJ Khaled sitting there like just, he, but then Dirk come on. Now, this is the Dirk that nobody knew before, because before this song, Dirk always been by himself. This was like the breakout with him and Baby mm-hmm. actually being on the same track together. And he heard it, and he was like, is that, he looked at DJ Khaled like, is that's Dirk? And he just <laughs> jumped up out of his seat and was like, oh! And DJ Khaled had the little, uh, air horn and he started blowing it in the air like <laughs> it was just so funny but it was the reaction that he was like yeah yeah i put these two guys together and see and see how little baby made dirk even more better you know what i'm saying even better than what he was before yeah you know what i'm saying like their their sounds came together and it was like i've never heard dirk rap like this before that uh every chance i get every chance yeah. i get that was yeah. like i never heard him rap like this yeah. before but when he got on this track with baby it was like he stepped his game up just to accommodate what B- little baby was doing and that's the thing and he was like i seen that so i put him on the track together right who else can catch that? I mean, he other people that. catch it, you know what I mean? But he, and again, we're, we're talking about people that's on the upper oh, yeah. echelon of the upper industry. Echelon, but it's yeah. just still. That's the process. Even down here. Yeah. Even at the very beginning you of your career. You with somebody local. Like, right. you, you hook up with a local artist and y'all just compliment each other so good. And it only takes that one track. And you only got to have one song. And that's it. That's, one. That's your, that's your opportunity to get in front of these people that are like, dude, that track was great. But let me put you on a track with this individual and watch what happens. And, and now Cleveland, all of a sudden... Cleveland is becoming that place where absolutely. people are going to start coming to look for that talent. But they don't want to look for talent because you're in the street shooting guns. Exactly. We, you got you to gotta look the part of the businessman. I mean, yeah. and that goes back to what you was just saying. You know, we see these dudes coming out talking about how they're the greatest and how they got this and that. But they're putting in the work, whether you see it or not. They're putting in the work to make themselves presentable at that level. Because when it's all said and done, I don't care how good you are at your product. Anybody can become a millionaire. Yeah. Anybody, if you try hard enough. I mean, in this world, to remain it, it, and to grow it, and to grow it, then you start have to you you have to start adding parts and pieces that complement what you're doing. Yeah. Which means you're not about to go out here and go back to the street and do what you've been doing and somehow remain on that track because we see what's happening to people that want to stay connected to the streets. You know, as much as I hate to admit it. Dolph never should have been going into no donut shop. No, he shouldn't have been going nowhere near the hood, period. Right. But that was just, that was his thing to keep the streets on his side, which he didn't even need. Right. You, you've surpassed that. He now. had already surpassed that. Right. But I, I, Jay-Z does not live in Marcy. Never would go back. He, he moved a long if, time ago. If he go back, it's for memories only. Right. And you're and, not going to know he's there. And they didn't gentrified that already. Right. So it, it ain't even the same Marcy that he used to live in. Right. He going to be in a... He gonna be in a Toyota Supra <laughs> with the windows tenant just driving through town like, man, I remember when that was on this corner. I remember when that was still open or whatever. And he go take his ass back to the Hamptons or wherever his house is at. You know, and that doesn't mean you lose that connection. It just means you don't let it take you back to where you're trying to leave. So the the thing that I want to make sure that we shine a light on as it relates to GB Entertainment, you know, we have resources we have 
a business model that's not like everybody else's. You know, I went to school to become an executive business coach. I have the credentials to go into any Fortune 500 company to sit down with their CEOs to go through the process of identifying the weaknesses in their business structure and figuring out solutions to those problems or growing a, a, a division of their business and helping them game plan that. And I've done it. I'm successful at it. Mm-hmm. I'm very effective at it. That's what I was doing in sales, but that's not what I was getting paid for. Right. So once I realized where my strengths were, it's in conflict management, it's in organizational management. I said, all right, let me hone that. Let me see how I can turn that into something that I can grow. But right. And I've said it to plenty of my clients. I'm not interested in making I'm not my passion, my 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 drive is not built around turning millionaires into billionaires. It's built around turning the individuals where I'm from who have all of this talent and all this potential and helping them manifest that into something that they can use to pay themselves, that yeah. they can use to feed their families. Yeah. That's why I'm never going to be in charge of your business. Right. Your business is your business. I'm going to just help you create it. Right. And you're going to put in the work to create it. That's why, you know, don't come to me for the answers. Come to me to help you find the yeah, answers. Just to coach you through it. Right. Because when it's all said and done, you're never going to be like, I never would have got there if it wasn't, you know, if Arthur didn't fix this or if... GB Entertainment didn't fix that. It's going to be these guys gave me the clarity of sight to figure out how to really become who I want yeah, to be. Exactly. Like I said, I don't need royalties from your music. Just remember how you got here. Yeah. Just remember the process and the people that took you through that process. I want to see everybody in the hood that has the drive and the ambition to be doing something better than what they're doing to actually do that. That's why Link's Not Changed is doing what it's doing, why it's focusing yeah. on that prison community because these dudes have goals they They just don't have resources amazing people dude right in there and it's the same on the hood it's the same everywhere you go but it's so easy just to get out of jail and just go right back to the old ways because it's like that's what you coming home to right your family ain't got no ambition everybody's still doing the same things and the ones that ain't doing the same things are kind of like standoffish because you've been in jail. So you're right. like, like, I can't trust you. I don't even know right. if I want you to be part of anything I got going because you was in jail for 10 years and I don't know what what kind of whatever I'm going to get into with you. Right. So so that's why these, these resources are being made available because yeah. I still believe that as long as people are willing to put in the work, we can find a way for them to get something out of it. Yeah. So... That's what makes us different. That's what GB Entertainment represents. We represent the holistic process of going from an idea to a product to a a, a reflection of who you really can be. Not some lofty idea of who you thought you were going to be, but you never put in the time to become that. And, and what and 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 for the listeners, what uh, they don't even know what GB stands for. What does GB stand for? Grown man business. Grown man <laughs> business. Yes. So if you're gonna come in here, and I, 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 just because men is in there, don't mean women can't come in here too. No. We don't want y'all to think that y'all can't come here because it's grown man business. Right. But that's just what I, uh, Arthur stands on. That's what I stand on. Yeah. Just being grown about anything. Yeah. And and that don't mean you got to come in here in a suit. I mean, there's plenty of people who, you know, they carry their image in their process. And I'm perfectly fine with that. But 
it's not a hangout spot. It's not a club. This is this is a facility that is about conducting business. So until you're serious about what you're doing, you know, keep navigating, keep yeah. testing the waters, you know. Mm-hmm. But when you're ready to like, you know, I've been doing this for so long and I ain't got nowhere. What am I doing wrong? Come on over. Come on over. We'll find the answer to that question, and yeah. we'll find a game plan to you actually— just get the coaching first and, and figure it out, and then go over to the production side and get it done. Right. That's it. That's the process. Because <laughs> one, under one all, roof. Under one roof. And when you, when you figure out who you need, those same individuals are in the same building. You don't ever have to run all over town to get the parts and pieces. Right. I'll bring in those subcontractors— you need a website built, here come my web guy. You need a logo created, here come my designer. You need a whatever, whatever it is. And we're actually, and actually uh, other than production, because we talked about production a lot, mm-hmm. but um, this building is way more than just that, though. Oh, of course. It, it's it's so much more that can happen here when it comes to events. Oh, yeah. You would You're think, not going to have to go you, somewhere else you for would, your record release party. You We're going to do that right here. You would think that you couldn't do it in yeah. this building, but... We've been hearing some off-the-wall ideas about how people yeah. will use this building. And it's like, that yeah. can work. <laughs> yeah, we can make it work. I mean, simple stuff, complicated stuff, like I said, press releases, photo ops, um, record release parties, uh, you name it, yeah. birthday parties. I mean, I, I am literally building an event center element to this yeah. facility because... There are so many ways to put it to use, yeah. but it's not for the faint of heart. You know what I mean? You're not going to throw your, I just got out of jail cookout. No. That's not what it's for. It's not the hall down the street. It is an office building. No, it's going to be it professional grown as hell. man business. <laughs> it's going to be as professional as possible. You're right. going to be like, I've never thought I can walk into a building and feel like I was in an office and have a party. And you're still, because it's your venue, mm-hmm. it's your project, you're still the man of the hour. I don't care if it is my building. Right. It's, it's just a building as far as I'm concerned. I'm just here to run it. Right. We're just here <laughs> to give you the space and the opportunity to do what you're trying to do. So y'all got to lock in with us. Check out the website, gbentmedia.com. Why media? Because there's more to it than just entertainment. There's more to it than just music. There's a lot of elements. So GB Entertainment gbentmedia.com that's the site to go and get all of the parts and pieces you need to get your business elements put together Um, if you want to learn a little bit more about the organization itself to figure out how we're going about doing things and to find out how to start the process that's the place to go so that's a lot of content i appreciate y'all listening in this is one big infomercial about who we are and what we're doing if you want to participate that's a good spot to start And again, if you are a service provider or a content creator, we would love to put you on the roster of service providers for our clients. Thanks for listening, folks. I appreciate your time. This is AG's Convos, and we out. AG's Convos, we gon' show you how the world goes. AG's Convos, we gon' show you how the world goes.